Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Herstory, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have business executive and life coach, Dr. Shanna Van Ness. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Shanna. Yes, thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited and and honored to uh, be a part of this platform. So thank you. We are so happy to have you. Let's hop right in. What inspired you to pursue a career in business executive and life coaching? Wow. So I would say, and just to give you some background, when I first jumped into this um, industry and realized it was a passion of mine, I started on the pathway of being a life coach. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed supporting individuals, clarify their vision to achieve extraordinary results. And then doing that, I realized a lot of my clients themselves had a passion to leap into something different, leap into their next career or open a business. And then that led me down the pathway of becoming (laughs) a business coach, right? Because again, working with people, you know, there's things they want to work their way through or manage through, right? But they also have individual passions and trying to connect to their purpose Mm. and realize that they have something to give back. Mm -hmm. And in giving back, they realize that, well, wow, maybe I want to open up a business. But even when you open up a business, if you're stuck in areas of your life, that limits clarity Mm. in your wealth enhancement or your business growth. So then that, again, that led me down the business path. And then as far as the executive piece, I found myself working with medium to large business owners who were ready to take their purpose to the next level Mm. and um, jump into more philanthropic work and needed coaching around that, or they needed coaching around offloading a lot of the business aspects that they were doing to level up. Mm. So I would say... Um, my career path was pursued in my own journey Mm -hmm. of interacting and engaging with clients. And as they were growing, I too was growing. Mm. I imagine that that really um, resonates with your clients, having someone who isn't stuck, who isn't, you know, just being complacent in where they are and being like, no, this is what I initially set out to do. So this is just what I'm going to do. And it's, it's nice to lead by example, I guess, you know, saying, look, I've started with this thing. I have an interest in these other things that I learned from you guys. And, and I wonder, I wonder if, if that really, really is what draws people to you. I mean, that's what makes sense to me. I, you know, you want somebody who is, constantly improving upon themselves and their own business. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. It, it's very important because again, I learned a lot from my clients, right? And just listening to them and them trusting me, right? Mm-hmm. Coming to me to trust me to coach them through their process. Mm-hmm. But a part of their process is their growth, mm-hmm. right? So as they're growing, I grow. 
and then I'm able to acquire those new skills and, you know, build my toolkit to be, uh, you know, a resource and a value to my clients. Mm. You mentioned Mm -hmm. people going into like philanthropic work. Do you help them? You know, I'm, I'm sure people come through and are like, I'm interested in the arts. How do I approach going about, you know, flexing that muscle and and philanthropic? Like what's the approach here? It's not what I do, but I'm interested in this. How can I make these moves that I want to make without feeling like I'm swimming in, you know, the middle of the ocean? (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, in, in doing that, it's really working with a client to get to what they are passionate about, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I would say to some clients, what is that one thing you really enjoyed from third grade (laughs) to eighth grade? And the same way you just giggled is what my clients do. And they Mm. would say, oh, I like to draw. Oh, I always would draw and I could remember buying, markers or paint or something but Mm. it's that giggle it's that smile Mm. right that really allows a person to really tap back into what they are passionate about Mm. and sometimes as adults we lose that passion Mm -hmm. based on experiences whether they're good or bad right Mm. but we we lose that passion along the way as we are living our life right and life Mm. is life and, and we're going through it When we finally get back to that passion, we then are able to take that step back and say, wow, this is my purpose. This is how I choose to give back. So in your example of someone being interested in the arts and jumping into that philanthropic space, my process is to walk them through, well, what are you passionate about? What was that thing? Right. What is that thing that you're missing that brought that smile to your face back then? Mm. Now, let's tap into that Mm. and look at how we can give back. Mm-hmm. And giving back is not always the do- the funding and the money donations, but it's also giving of time, mm-hmm. giving of resources, being a mentor, being mm-hmm. a coach, right? Mm-hmm. And then, because again, when we talk philanthropic work, people always connect it to the money and mm-hmm. the dollars. You will get there, right? Mm-hmm. You will get there in, in those funds. But let's first turn that work into your heart work. Mm. and be able to give back and contribute. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing, it's one thing to just throw the money at it. It's another thing to say, I am genuinely passionate about this. And while I might not be able to give more than $20 right now, I absolutely can, you know, be a beacon of even just like helping share cross promoting, like helping mm-hmm. another organization, something like that, that you're passionate about, because then you never even know what that's going to lead to like connection wise. It could, it Absolutely. could bring a whole other element into your life. Absolutely. 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 Has there been anything that you've learned about yourself during the formation of your practice that was unexpected? Oh yes. Um, that as I have taken on this role where individuals trust me mm-hmm. to 
take them to the next level. I too get to lean back and trust in others to support my growth and development. Mm. So um, one thing that I am just a profound believer in is we lift as we climb. So as I am supporting others in their growth, what I learned about myself in building my practice is there are individuals who are willing to support me. There are individuals who are willing to mentor me. Mm-hmm. And the same way individuals and clients trust me, I get to trust others mm-hmm. in my growth and development. Um, sometimes we, we, we work in silos. Everybody's tight, right? Like, and it's like, why? why we live in a world of abundance there is more than enough to go around right mm-hmm. so as again as i am supporting others grow mm-hmm. um for me it was necessary and important to realize that i'm not i don't do this alone mm-hmm. doing it alone is a mindset it's a choice mm-hmm. there are individuals who are out there who are willing to support and mentor me Mm. to help me grow. And I think that when that resonated with me, Mm. um, I would say after my first two years, my business began to flourish more because I was open to the coaching. Mm. As a coach, you must be open to the coaching. Mm. I want to point out something you said. I think a lot of times people say, well, we have to be able to trust others. And you said, I I get to trust others. And I think that even that tiny, that one switch of the word have versus get, it's a privilege to be able to look around and have, and notice that you've surrounded yourself with people that you allow yourself to trust. You're not forcing yourself. You've learned enough about who in your life is going to be the kind of person that you get to lean on. And I think that is, I I don't, I don't know that I've heard anyone phrase it that way because so often they're like, well, you have to trust someone sometime. Oh, and that, that feels anxiety. It feels feels heavy. Yeah. It feels like you're being forced, Mm -hmm. but when you look at it as a choice, Mm. like you get to go to the store in order eggs or eggs and bacon you get to make that choice right so it's the same way in life you get to make a choice Mm. and you get to choose to trust Mm -hmm. when you use the word choice for me it's more freeing yes because it's without force I get to make a choice in trusting Mm. and and I get to be okay with that choice Mm -hmm. I did um, an interview where I talked about mindset and language choice. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know, we, we must realize that, again, we can choose to shift our mindset. We can choose to shift the language. And just in, you know, what you said, we, we grow up saying you have to. No, it's a language choice. And with that language choice comes becomes that mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And it, and it shifts it too into, um, instead of just blindly throwing your trust in people, because you've been told that you have to be able to trust people to deliberately assessing 
the qualities of the people that you want to try the people like uh, the and it helps you then assign those qualities or not assign but um figure out how those fit in you to then Correct. provide that for other people and then you've yes. got a trust circle and it's awesome yes yes <laughs> yes yes how did how did you find your own style of coaching wow so i think um again i found my own style through my application and practice, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you know, you get gain these certifications mm -hmm. in things, right? We all get certified in something or we're skilled or talented in something, but you really own it when you're immersed in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that my style of coaching, it, it has transformed, right? It has grown because again, every day I'm growing. Right. I'm learning through my process. You know, um, one thing I would say about my style and what my clients say is one coaches, we don't give you the answers, <laughs> but, but we question so much that we pull the answers out. Mm. So because they're all in you, right? Mm -hmm. You just need that support and that accountability to draw it out. Mm -hmm. So I would say with my style and what I've, I've heard from my clients is, wow, you asked some really deep questions, questions that, you know, I never really thought about. And again, as I tell them, yeah, think about it. Don't, don't stay on it all day, all week. Just something to think about, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just something to think about and let's move forward. Mm -hmm. But again, my style came in my own growth and development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's that's the best way to do it too. It keeps you from um be, becoming stale in your own and jaded. Stale and jaded. Yes. Uh, the best way to become those two things is to be still and yes. not um continue to grow. Uh yes. and, and I think that's so smart too. Just just and it it, it is true. It's like um I I found my own uh style of interviewing through a matter yeah. of it took me a while and it still grows and it it changes with people too it changes on you know you have to be ready to to shift a little here and yep. there and not necessarily remold yourself but just right. take into you know consideration what's needed in that moment and who's in the room yes. and what what is the energy right now what do we need to yes. do here? yeah Absolutely. And energy is everything, right? Like, again, you get to be the space and be what is wanted and needed in mm. every environment. And it can change. And mm -hmm. it's all for me, it's about being flexible mm -hmm. and, and agile. Yep. Absolutely. Do you ever find it hard to take your own advice? I'm human. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, and one thing I always do is again, I, I, I'm, I'm human, right? And we all are. And I'm very clear. And when I notice I'm out of alignment, mm. when I am out of alignment, I choose to be still and meditate. Mm. Right. And I always ask myself, who am I being in this moment? How am I showing up? Mm. That for me allows me to do a check-in with myself 
That is something that I teach my clients, right? You get to check in and reset. You get to check in and reset, check in and reset. I don't care how many times you do it a day, because Mm -hmm. at some point you're going to notice Mm -hmm. who you are being and how you show up enough that when you're showing up in a way that doesn't serve you, you'll know how to shift and get back in alignment. Yes. So I'm human. Mm-hmm. And yes, I can at times, I, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> All right, let me sit down. Let me sit down. Let me breathe. Let me be still. Mm-hmm. Check in on what has me out of alignment. Why? Mm-hmm. Right? So that when I can check in on the what and the why, I know how to show up and Mm. be the best me. Mm -hmm. So when I can get those two things out of the way, what has me out of alignment? Why? I've checked in. Now let me reset. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those things where like, if your sleeve gets caught on the door handle and you have this huge reaction to it, Mm-hmm. that's probably an indication that there's other things going on. Like there's Correct. no reason to lose your mind, but so many times I feel like for me, at least that's the best way for me to tell if I'm having a bad day, if my sleeve gets right. caught and I just throw everything and I'm like, I'm done, I'm done for the right. day. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then I'm and like, yeah. wait, why did that yeah. trigger that? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm human, right? So yeah. I know when right so Mm -hmm. it's like okay I know what's happening let me pause let me reset Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is your favorite part of working with your clients oh wow so I would say there are a few things one um their um ability to just share where Mm -hmm. they where they were where they are and where they are going and want to go Mm-hmm. And that, again, they trust me to be a part of their process. Mm-hmm. What I would say is another favorite part is hearing their story later on and mm-hmm. where they have gone, right? Because it, 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 it makes me feel great that I was able to be a part of that process mm-hmm. in some way, mm-hmm. that they were able to walk away with something that I may have said or that question that I may have asked mm-hmm. to get them to like that aha moment, Mm. right? And again, all of those things equate to success for me, Mm. for them, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's not measured on big or small, minimum, maximum, because we define success in different ways. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. So, so again, you know, uh, changing like changing a habit that's a success right um someone wants to clean their house every day or every week and and be in a momentum around that that's success Mm because you wasn't doing it before yeah yeah let's celebrate let's celebrate the nuggets as we pick them up it's okay right and as I always tell my clients and I say this to every it's one way to eat an elephant. It's piece by piece. <laughs> so be, yeah. be okay that you have succeeded with that piece to move mm. on to the next piece. Wow. So, oh yeah, mm. those are the, those are the things that are my favorite parts. Yes, 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 yes. 
uh, man, one of the, one of my, my, I guess you could say mottos for life in general is that there are many different definitions of success and it can be just literally so many different things like you've just said. And I think so many times we feel the need to quantify success to mean success means I am happy all the time. I have a lot of money and I am in perfect shape. Like that's for whatever reason, what we as a whole have decided that success means. And then it gets even worse within career fields because you know, unless you're an A-list Hollywood actor, people don't think you're an actor. And you could right. have had this incredible, like really great career doing, or, or even just an incredible life doing community theater. And you've enjoyed your time and that it has helped you get through life. That is a success. Right. That is a successful acting career. Whether yes. or not you've made a crap ton of money doesn't matter. Yep. Right. <laughs> Right. And, you know, one thing I always teach um, my clients is because I, I have my own success formula <laughs> and I try to teach my clients to develop their success formula yes. and let's not quantify it. Right. So, you know, a success formula that I live by is focus plus discipline times perseverance equals success. Mm -hmm. That is my success formula. When I can remain focused on the goal, mm -hmm. when I can remain disciplined in my actions to achieve the goal, when I can persevere, meaning whenever I'm met with a challenge, but point back to that goal, mm -hmm. I'm successful. Mm -hmm. There are things that's going to take us off track. There mm -hmm. are things that's going to get in the way. Mm -hmm. But for me, those are the core ingredients for me mm -hmm. to be successful mm -hmm. and where I define my success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I think another part of that, you know, comes from not allowing um, something that doesn't come to fruition the way you thought it would or wanted to. That doesn't mean you didn't succeed that oh, just you, seems like that's the way that that just didn't happen that way and that's well, okay you, well <laughs> you did succeed it didn't go the way it was supposed to on purpose for a purpose because mm. you learned something as you were going through it and what you learned was a success yes yes so yes, again yes. it's the mindset it's the language shift mm. we as individuals want to be in control of our success when we get to be okay with trusting the process because mm. everything we go through is on purpose for a purpose yes 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 so, yes yes absolutely yeah. I absolutely I yeah that's so I <laughs> I I'm so pumped right now um <laughs> Well, before we get to our last two questions, is there anything else that you want to add where we can find you, your practice, or anything we weren't able to touch on? Well, yes. So one thing I'd like to add is, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of um, this platform. I'm really, truly grateful and honored to be a part of the Her Story podcast. For those who are listening, you can always learn more about me on my website, www 
www.drshannav.com. On Facebook, Dr. Shanna V Coaching. Instagram, uh, Dr. S.B. Van Ness. And Twitter, uh, S.B. Van Ness. So you can reach out to me on any of those platforms. Um, and in regards to anything we haven't touched upon, um, I guess uh, I am an entrepreneur. I'm a mother, right? I'm a wife. So again, for those who are listening, we're all, we all have lives and we all do what we do. I want to encourage uh, everyone who is listening to get connected with their passion, mm. to identify their purpose, mm -hmm. and always remember you get to hit the reset button and say yes to you. Mm. You matter, you have a voice, and you get to show up as your best self every day. Mm. And how I love it. <laughs> so I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, what is your second favorite color and why? Wow. So my second favorite color is I would say fuchsia. Mm. Um, it's to me that really rich, deep, deep version of a pink. Mm -hmm. It is bright enough that it shines. Um, the color is rich. Mm. It is classy. <laughs> it is elegant to me. And yeah, it's a color that I, I resonated with. I know you can see my nails. Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that. I love a yes. power color yes. like that. Yes. That's some, you know, sometimes you just got to have one, one of those lesser celebrated colors in your corner. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, everyone, you know, they, they wear the reds as the power color. They wear the fuchsia stands out. It's, mm -hmm. it's just the, it's a standout color. It's a yes. fun one too. You can like pair it yes. with any color. And Absolutely. It, and it just looks awesome. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and last, what, in your opinion, is the best part of being a woman? For me, the best part of being a woman is being a role model. Mm. Um, there are so many women that have been in my life that have stood out to me that, again, supported me in my growth and development. And I think as women on this planet, we have a responsibility to show up, stand out and speak out and be the voice mm. for the voiceless if necessary, because we have a power in us that I know we can shift the world. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got me all pumped up for the rest of my day. I hope you know that. Like, oh man. <laughs> wow. Yes. You you are such a breath of fresh air. You are such a light. And obviously our listeners can't see you, but when you're talking about all of this, you are just completely lit up. You are so passionate and you truly care. I can tell it just comes yeah. through and I'm so excited for your practice to just continue 
being what it is really and continuing yes. to grow and you continuing to grow. I mean, who knows what's next from you? <laughs> oh know, my right? gosh. <laughs> wow. Yes. yes. <laughs> and again, thank you so much. Of course. And thank you, Herstorians, for tuning in again. Make sure you follow, subscribe, tell all your friends, your family, your frenemies, all about it so that they can hear amazing stories just like this one. You can follow us on all of our social medias on Instagram at Women of Her Story Podcast, Twitter at The Her Story Pod, TikTok, Women of Her Story, Facebook, Women of Her Story, and you can always visit our website at ofherstory.com. Until next week. Be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of.